Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Standard Time, and I hope we bring you some very interesting scientific information and news. How to improve your health, increase your level of activity, and also your vitality. You should be healthy and happy. And if you're not, maybe there's ways that we can help you achieve a better quality of life. We're not all perfect. And we all need some help nutritionally and with maybe some supplements as well to provide, you know, there's always a gap of of the foods that we're eating that they may not be as nutritious as they were at one time. And many of our foods have been changed They have been genetically modified. And we are not eating the same foods our great-grandparents ate years ago. Things have changed. And even we have been misled to eat foods that are not healthy for us only because it's an attractive economic windfall for a lot of food manufacturers. So we need to be careful of what we eat. And I hope we bring you on this show ideas of how you can be healthier and have a better quality of life. So go to my website, terrytalksnutrition.com, and there you can listen to the show on demand and also live. If you want to listen live, it takes a little bit of doing. Wherever you are living, anywhere around the world, Sign on to terrytalksnutrition.com. You can listen live by changing the times of where you are to be on the same time we are here at the Central Standard Time in the USA. Also, all of our shows are archived on the radio section on the website. Pull them up anytime you want. Listen at your convenience to any show that you feel attracted to. Also, you can read our newsletter and subscribe to our newsletter on the same website. And we have a lot of good information on the website as well. And we are trying to reach you in a lot of different areas. Dr. Lynn and I do a podcast on health and nutrition. You can listen to our podcast and get more information. It's also on the TerryTalksNutrition.com website. Or you can subscribe to your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Listen Notes, Player FM, Audible, Deezer, and Podcast Attic. You can also go to my YouTube. My channel is youtube.com slash terrytalksnutrition. So we're trying to bring you a lot of good information to help you understand that food is our best medicine. Not drugs, although drugs may be necessary. I'm not saying don't take drugs if your doctor is prescribing you a type of medication. What I am saying, why don't you ask some questions? If your doctor is prescribing medication, ask why. What is it going to do for me? 
How harmful is it? What are the side effects? Why do I need it? Can I use a natural alternative? Just don't blindly, passively accept a medication. It's your body. The doctor is not responsible for your body. If, you're, if, you're, if you die from the medication, that's not the doctor's fault. Unfortunately. And thousands and thousands of people die from medication. Over 110,000 people die every year from prescribed medications by your caring doctor. But you could still die. And we have no idea who may be susceptible to, to death from the medication. You're taking a risk every time you take a medication. And the more you complicate the number of medications, there's no research anywhere in the world that shows that the interaction of these drugs, when you, whether or not you're taking one, two, three, or four, or five, of what happens to your body when you take a combination of medications. There's a lot to be said that drugs can save lives, but can also kill. Now, your life may be saved, and somebody else may die. Literally. Drugs are not safe. So you have to be careful. And our health does not come from drugs. It does not come from the advice of your physician. Drug companies don't want you to know that food is your best medicine because they need sick customers to sell their drugs to. They make their money from sick people. And they're not all that safe nor are they all that truthful in what they prescribe. So we are here to try to help you understand how to be healthier and also how you can maintain a better degree of health by changing your diet, by increasing your level of activity, by stopping some of the bad habits. So we are spending some time with you just to help you understand more of your responsibility because you are the only one that can change your health. You are the only one that can prevent disease. You are the only one that can cure disease. And especially prevent, prevent diseases. So some of our topics today will be featured on a thyroid disorder so how do you know what your thyroid is doing? One of the most misdiagnosed diseases or conditions. Your thyroid has a function. When it doesn't function, they call that a disease. It's not a disease. And then they're allowed to prescribe Synthroid or medication for your thyroid. And it's been estimated that 70% of all women have an underactive thyroid. Do you? We'll also talk about how to improve your joint function, reduce the pain 
that may be in your joint that's holding you back from doing the things you want to do. And there is new research on collagen for your joints. And then one of my favorite subjects, one of my favorite products, red ginseng for natural energy and stress reduction and increased libido for both men and women. And how to treat coughs in children. You do not want to suppress a cough. Coughs have a productive function in the body. But you want to manage it and control it naturally. And it's never too late. No long, I I don't care how long that you've smoked, stopping is always productive. Then we'll talk about curing chronic lung disease. And don't drink juice. Doesn't that sound funny? Don't drink juice. Don't most people think juice is very healthy? It's all fruit juice. No sugar added. You don't need any more sugar added. Most fruit juice is all sugar. From the fruit, of course. But we don't drink fruit. We should be eating fruit. The low sugar fruit. And we have so much more to share with you that I'm sure that we'll never get through all of our topics today. So I'd like to just jump in and maybe help you understand more about the underactive thyroid. 70% of all women, 50% of all men have an underactive thyroid. And I want you to understand there are some signs that can indicate to you that maybe your thyroid is underactive and needs a boost. So here are three common signs of thyroid underactivity. Skin problems is number one. The thyroid gland helps control how fast our skin cells are shed. So in cases of underactive thyroid, which is called hypothyroidism, the skin is dry, overly dry, even to the fact or to a condition where there is cracks in the skin and maybe some bleeding. Very rough, thick, and coarse skin. Hair loss, a very common condition in women. Yes, I know men go bald, but that's not a hair condition. That's a genetic condition. But women, when they lose their hair, it's generally hormonal-based or nutritional-based. They see more hair in the sink. When they're brushing their hair, they see more hair on the brush. And they just know overall they're losing more hair. And based on COVID-19, 
one of the signs of a woman having COVID-19, the infection, that they're now losing their hair, even after they have recovered from the infection. They're losing more hair than ever. And brittle nails. And one of the most common, and this is something for you to view in your mirror, go to the bathroom and look in the mirror, and look at your eyebrows. Usually, the thinning of the outer third of the eyebrows are a very common sign of hypothyroidism or an underactive thyroid. Being overly tired is number two. And also being chilled when everybody else feels very comfortable sitting in the same area as you are. The thyroid gland is like the gas pedal of the car. It speeds up the car or in the case of the thyroid gland, it speeds up the metabolism. When it isn't working, you might feel cold when everybody else is just comfortable. Maybe you have an extra sweatshirt on or a coat or, or um, something wrapped around you. You may feel tired. You may have muscle cramping. You're sluggish, slow, foggy thinking, and just don't feel good. But the doctor tells you there's nothing wrong with you. And even if the doctor does a thyroid test, it is not an accurate test based on a blood chemistry. So number three of our signs and symptoms is that your digestive system doesn't work right. Low thyroid function leads to underactivity of the digestive process. So it slows everything down. Slows your metabolism down. You're more tired. You may be exhausted. You gain weight really easy. Because your metabolism isn't working like the gas pedal. When you speed up your car, your car goes faster. And we can't speed up our body when we have an underactive thyroid because it is not working to the capacity that it should. So now we have been slowed down, tired. We may have constipation, weight gain, very common. Because the body is not working as fast as it should to burn up the calories. Although, I have to admit that the majority of Americans eat too many calories So you can't expect your thyroid to burn up all the calories when you are exceeding the amount of calories that your body is able to burn to produce energy. And the digestive process has a reduced acid production. Now we need acid in the stomach. 
there's an acid called hydrochloric acid. And it's secreted in a, our stomach from the stomach lining, the mucous membrane of the lining of the stomach secretes hydrochloric acid. Even when we think about eating. You know, sometimes when you're thinking about eating, how you salivate, you can all just already taste the juices flowing when you smell that steak or smell whatever you're eating. That starts producing acid in our stomach. Acid that we require because the only food that is digested in our stomach is protein. We don't digest fats. We don't digest carbohydrates in our stomach. They're digested in the lower intestines. So we need a lot of acid to break down the meat or other forms of protein into the long-chained amino acids or short-chained amino acids and small peptides. The amino acids. How do we use protein after we've eaten it? It has to be digested. It has to be broken down into the amino acids. And then those amino acids, like letters in the alphabet, form all kinds of words. And the amino acids that are digested from our protein are restructured into different kinds of proteins that make up our entire body. So we need a lot of hydrochloric acid. So the people that have acid indigestion or they have acid reflux that's not acid from your stomach. That's acid built up in your stomach from eating too many carbohydrates and sugar. They ferment and cause it cause acid of indigestion. Stop eating the carbohydrates. Reduce the amount of carbohydrates and you will not have to take a pill for acid reflux. Lower the amount of carbohydrates. A low-carb diet will solve your acid indigestion, will solve your acid reflux. You don't need a pill. And when you get your thyroid working better, you will have better digestion. There are other signs as well of an underactive thyroid. Depression. Painful joints. A puffy face. Slowed heart rate. Everything is slowed down. Our digestive process is slowed down. Our heart is slowed down. Our metabolic rate and our digestive system is slowed down. Now these symptoms don't occur overnight. The symptoms of the low thyroid function may come on very slowly, over time, over a lifetime, decades, over the course of years. And you might not even notice it because it is such a subtle change and it comes on so slowly that the thought is, oh, I'm just getting older. But we can improve the health of the thyroid 
what the thyroid requires to produce thyroxin. Thyroxin is the hormone. The doctor can prescribe that to you and you take it as a drug. But what makes the body able to produce thyroxin naturally in your thyroid? If you don't have a thyroid, this is not going to work because you need a thyroid to produce thyroxin. But what we really require is iodine. Iodine is required along with an amino acid called L-tyrosine and selenium. These three nutrients are combined together through a natural process in the body to produce thyroxin. You can't have a healthy thyroid without iodine. And there are other chemical compounds like we find in our tap water, fluoridated tap water, fluorine, chlorine, and gluten all suppress a proper thyroid function. Grains. Reduce the grains, the carbohydrates, for a better thyroid function. Now the RDA, the recommended daily allowance for iodine, is 150 micrograms, 0.15 milligrams. Now that's just enough to prevent a goiter. Sometimes you may see someone with a very swollen throat in their neck area because many, in fact, goes back into the 1940s where many of the grade school girls especially had a goiter. And some goiters can be very, very large, anywhere from the size of a grapefruit or bigger. And that's caused by a lack of iodine. Now you might be able to prevent a goiter, goiter rather, but not sufficient to improve the health of the thyroid. Now there have been many alternative physicians who have studied iodine and the iodine experts today recommend anywhere from 6.25 to 12.5 milligrams of iodine daily for most adults. Now the dosage can range from 3 milligrams to 25 milligrams or even up to as high as 50 milligrams daily we are finding most of our nutrients have been underestimated in terms of how much we need on a daily basis. And over the last 100 years, our food has changed, our body chemistry has changed, and we're eating the wrong kinds of foods, so we may need larger quantities today than we ever did. At one time, 400 IUs of vitamin D3 were recommended by the RDA, the Recommended Daily Allowance by the Food and Drug Administration. 
Now we know that many, many people, I'm sure many of you listening today, are taking 5,000 international units of vitamin D3, or even up to 10,000 or 15,000. Why have we gone to such a high dosage of natural vitamin D when it's been recommended at 400 and some people are taking 10,000? Because we know that it's been misled, we've been misled for such a long period of time. And based on 30 years of research by several experts in vitamin D3 therapy, have been able to conclude that we need a higher dosage today than ever. Same with thyroid. If you want a proper functioning thyroid and reduce the thyroid conditions of a hypothyroid condition, they are estimating that we should take 15 to 30 milligrams of iodine with 200 milligrams up to 400 milligrams of L-tyrosine. L-tyrosine is an amino acid. We find that in our proteins. It's an amino acid. And we also require 150 to 300 micrograms of selenium. So if you want a really good formulation that will give you a tremendous amount of energy, help you lose weight faster, stop the hair loss, and just improve the quality of your life. Look for a formulation. Three forms of iodine. There is potassium iodide. That's a combination of iodine and potassium. Sodium iodide. Combination of sodium and iodine. And molecular iodine. Now, the breast tissue of a woman prefers molecular iodine. The thyroid prefers potassium iodide. And sodium iodide enhances iodine absorption with 150 to 300 micrograms of selenium. This will give you a proper functioning thyroid. You can also keep in mind that you need 15 to 30 milligrams of iodine with the tyrosine, L-tyrosine, along with the selenium. And now, folks, we're running into our end of our first portion of our program. We're at the bottom of the hour. Time for the commercials or whatever they do on the off time. But we're going to come back and we're going to talk about collagen for healthy joints. Here's some new research coming your way right after this. Right here on Terry Talks Nutrition, I'm Terry Naturally. And welcome back, my friends. We're here with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. Another half hour. We're here to the top of the hour. And we're going to be talking about collagen. C-O-L-L-A-G-E-N. Collagen. And there's this very special form of collagen for the joints. Here is collagen. And what it does, it helps to repair the damage of joints. We have a lot of collagen. In fact, about 50% of the body's joint cartilage 
found in your joints is a type 2 collagen. This is the type of collagen to repair the damage to joints and to reduce pain. Researchers tested an oral hydrolyzed, meaning digested. Hydrolyzed means it's been digested for further and better absorption. And this is a very special form of type 2 and a lot of people buy collagen. They have no idea what they're buying. There's all kinds of types of collagen. A lot of them buy type 1, type 3, or a combination. But specifically, it's type 2 collagen. And in a study versus a placebo, in an 8-week study in middle-aged adults, 40 to 65 with joint pain. None of the participants that were in this study were taking any kind of OTC pain medication. Half took the collagen supplement and half were given the placebo. None of the participants knew what kind of product they were taking. Were they taking the placebo? They didn't know. Were they taking the collagen supplement? They didn't know. So after the eight-week study, the group that was given the collagen had nearly a 50% reduction in their joint pain with no significant adverse effects. Collagen is very, very safe. You may take the wrong one, but it's not going to be harmful. You'll get better results if you take the right collagen, and it will help to repair the damage of your natural collagen, your cartilage. And if you have not significantly reduced the benefit of your cartilage. Some people wear out their joints to a point where they have bone on bone, no cartilage left. Well, it's pretty hard to repair that depth of destruction. If you catch it early, at the first sign of pain, or maybe the first sign of joint destruction which obviously most times it's pain. But start early in life. You know, when we're young, we don't care how we do things because we don't have much damage. When you have a brand new car, you can do a lot of abuse to it and it will keep giving back good service. But the older it gets and still being put under that stress, it, it damages very quickly. And same with our joints. It's better to start younger. But then again, they think, why should I spend my money? I'm young, I'm healthy, I don't have any problems. So they just wait until they have problems. And then sometimes it's way too late. 
So here in a previously published 12-week study, using the same collagen extract, type 2, type 2, 78% of participants had reduced joint pain. So the study was with a combination of 40 milligrams of type 2 collagen with a 450 milligram combination of boswellia, glucosamine chondroitin, hyaluronic acid for reduction of joint pain and improvement in joint function. If you want a better, more mobile, flexible, pain-free joint, and based on this published 12-week study, using the same combination, 78% of participants had reduced joint pain. You don't have to live with your pain. Now this is a great combination to reduce the pain of your joints. I might also add a combination of curcumin additionally added with boswellia and black sesame seed oil. This is a combination that would synergistically assist the type 2 collagen with glucosamine and chondroitin. How about boosting your energy levels? Here's one of my favorite products. Favorite ingredient. Natural alternative adaptogen called red ginseng. Natural red ginseng for natural energy. So what are your health priorities? What do you want out of life? What are you trying to change in your life? Are you concerned about your health? Would you like more energy? Better joint structure and function? Better overall health? Less fatigue, less exhaustion, think better, have more sex. All the things that you may desire can be accomplished with red ginseng. Now, you're not the only one. In fact, 5,000 consumers in Europe responded to a survey asking how their concerns about their health have been changed in the last decade, and more specifically, since the pandemic started a year and a half ago. So the results of this survey, about 35% said they have been struggling with a lack of energy and feeling tired. 
63% are trying to make an effort to eat healthier. 50% of the entire group and 80% of the younger respondents to the survey, those that were 34 years and under, said they have been turning to food and drinks to boost their energy levels. Now, usually what they do when they turn to food and drink, they look for these energy drinks, which really are very unhealthy. And when they turn to food, they think sugar gives them a boost of energy. But only for seconds. It's not very long-lasting. When you eat sugar, the amount of energy you get is like striking a match. It burns for seconds. But if you light a candle, it may burn for a very long period of time, depending on the size of the candle. So sugar is like a match. And a candle... Comes from, comes from foods made of good, healthy fats. Fats are really the best to boost our energy levels. Now here's a way, a natural way. A natural energy boost from red ginseng. I'll give you a, a personal experience of mine. I recently came back from the Ukraine. Spent two weeks traveling between three cities, touring the cathedrals, the churches, doing all kinds of great things. It's a long, exhaustive two weeks. Flew back 30 hours from the time that we left Kiev, Ukraine, Ukraine, till we arrived in Green Bay. We had a 30-hour travel time. Got home very late at night. No bags. They were left in customs in Atlanta. Got to bed after midnight. Got up at 4 o'clock in the morning because usually I'm in the office by 5. And I had to do some new videotaping some new educational programs, so I had to be at my peak, optimal level of energy. So I took two capsules of red ginseng. I took one tablet of red ginseng. And I usually always start my morning off with a couple of cups of coffee. And I sailed through the day. I felt fantastic. I did the videotaping. I did some educational processes. I did a lot of work. um, And got home and I was still fine. Red ginseng can boost your energy levels. In my case, I think it is one of the best for improving energy levels. And here is a new study to complement my recommendation. 
188 people with chronic fatigue. That's long-lasting, deeply-seated fatigue. Or they had fibromyalgia. They took a whole root red ginseng that are high in the rare noble ginsenocytes. The ginsenocytes are the key active compounds of ginseng. Now they did this for one month, 30 days. The dosage was one capsule or one chewable tablet daily. The participants in the study were allowed to increase to two per day if they felt necessary or they desired to see if they could increase more energy. Now here are the results of this test, this study. 60%, 6 60% of the participants experienced significant improvement. And when I say significant improvement, that's highly important because if you get some results, or maybe results equal to a placebo, it's not significant. It has to be substantially increased levels, significant improvement, to be able to see that it warrants the results. 67% increased levels of energy. 72% improvement in stamina. 48% improvement in mental clarity. Ginseng can turn around your life. Red ginseng. Increased energy levels. Improvement in stamina. When we were in the Ukraine, we had something to do every day, starting early every day, ending late at night, but day after day after day for two weeks, walking through churches, walking through cities. You know what tours are like. And when you do 14 days of that kind of walking, touring, doing all the things that we did, or anyone would do on a tour, depletes your energy level, depletes your stamina, and then fly home over a 30-hour period, four hours of sleep, hit the office the next day after four hours of sleep with a clear mind, substantial stamina, and increased energy levels. I am sold. So put red ginseng on your list for increasing your energy levels, your stamina, your mental clarity, stress reduction, increased libido, better sex drive, better performance in all categories. Now many children have a cough. Sometimes it's a productive cough with mucus, and sometimes it's just a dry cough. At night they go to bed and they're coughing. They don't have a cold, they don't have the flu, they don't have the sniffles, but they have a dry cough. 
Now, I want to talk to you about the productive cough. It's the cough with mucus. So a clinical trial of over 5,000 children, that's a nice study. Very high population, extensive study, with children in the ages of 2 to 12, and in this test, in this study, they were looking for the effects of a extract of ivy leaf extract. Ivy. The stuff that crawls over your house if you don't cut it down. Ivy. English ivy. There has been a tremendous amount of research on ivy leaf extract to treat coughs. And in this study of these children between the ages of 2 and 12, 71% of the children had intense coughing fits. They could not stop coughing. 50% were coughing several times an hour. And 61% had problems with coughing at night that they could not sleep and they coughed throughout the night. Now the results of the study with the 5,000 children between the ages of 2 and 12 after using the ivy leaf extract for 7 to 14 days children with coughing caused by a viral upper respiratory tract infection saw their coughing frequency declined by 50% and coughing at night stopped almost entirely. Now, since this test was done with children, I am focusing on children right now. But the same kind of results can be seen in adults. And especially during COVID-19, with upper respiratory tract, upper respiratory tract infection, it declined and stopped almost entirely the upper respiratory tract infection. But children with cough associated with bronchitis had a 30% reduction in coughing intensity and also a near elimination of coughing at night with no adverse effects were reported. So the dosage that was used in this study since the combination of ivy and especially in Germany they use ivy and thyme together the herb thyme T-H-Y-M-E thyme Ivy and thyme, especially in a liquid, is more effective than tablets. But they're both good. But because it's liquid, it works a little bit faster, and it's easier to administer to children 
than having them swallow a tablet, especially when they're two or three or four. It has no adverse effects, no side effects. You could drink a bottle of it. Probably you would have diarrhea if you did, but on the dosages that we're speaking of, there is no side effects. Children can take one and a half, excuse me, one half a teaspoon of IV and thyme up to four times a day to help with coughs from cold, flu, or bronchitis. A very excellent combination with no side effects, no adverse effects, adverse events. So they could take a half a teaspoon of the combination of ivy and thyme. It's a syrup, pleasantly tasting. It is one of the it is the number one formulation in Germany where many alternative formulations are used instead of drug drugs. And they can use this four times a day to help with cough from colds, flu, bronchitis, or upper respiratory tract infection. You know what? It's never too late to quit smoking. There are still benefits. Stop smoking. There is no benefit. Now, alcohol can be abused as well. And that can have a tremendous amount of damage. But a drink or two could be healthy. A glass of wine, a glass of beer can be healthy. But there is nothing healthy, nothing healthy, nothing healthy about smoking. 517 current smokers diagnosed with early stage lung cancer were followed for seven years. And the researchers recorded whether the patients continued to smoke if they died, and if so, was cancer the direct cause of the death? And if the cancer progressed? The results of this study of 517 smokers. Participants who quit smoking survived almost two years longer than those who continued to smoke. For those that have stopped smoking, regardless of the length of time they smoked, they live 6.6 .6 years longer than those that continue to smoke that lived only 4.8 years more. Additionally, those who stopped smoking had an overall higher five-year survival rate, 60% versus 48%, and progressive-free survival 
of 54% versus 43% in comparison to those that continue to smoke. So it's never too late to live longer. And it's never too late to stop smoking because it'll still add years to your life. How do we cure chronic Lyme disease? One of the best ways to cure chronic Lyme disease is based on a combination of essential oils for persistent Lyme disease. 10 to 20% of people with Lyme disease continue to have symptoms after being treated with antibiotics. Some researchers think that this is because the antibiotics did not kill off all the bacteria causing the infection. Researchers tested 34 plant essential oils to see if they could kill the Lyme's disease bacteria and the results of this test, the most potent essential oils were oregano, cinnamon and clove, and thyme. They completely eradicated the bacteria with zero regrowth, killed all the bacteria more effectively than antibiotics. These oils were so more potent at killing the bacteria than a commonly prescribed antibiotic. So here's the combination that was studied. A combination of 75 milligrams of cinnamon, clove, thyme, and oregano oil twice daily. Simple combination working more effectively and more powerfully than antibiotics and without any side effects. Try this combination for best results. And that was my friends. The rest of my program I'll save for another day. And I'll be here tomorrow at 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. You can make a difference in your health. You are only responsible for your health. You have the power to change your health. Say a prayer, my friends, for this crazy, crazy world. God bless you. And God bless this great country.